0: Gospel message In tonight's Bible class, we discussed the book of Obadiah Obadiah is one of the prophets of the Old Testament that they called one of the minor prophets because he wasn't uh, Jeremiah Isaiah Ezekiel or Daniel who were considered the major prophets And in the book of Obadiah, the prophecy given to Obadiah through a vision, the Lord was basically pronouncing judgment on the Edomites. And the Edomites were the descendants of Esau, the same Esau that was the twin brother of Jacob. And as we know from the account of Genesis, they were striving from the time that they were in their mother's womb, And the Lord made a proclamation even then, saying, Jacob have I loved and Esau have I hated. And we know the story. They both came out of the womb. Esau came out first, Jacob holding on to his heel. There was the whole situation of Jacob uh, cheating his brother out of his blessing, which was not a very difficult feat because Esau was all too willing to give up his blessing for, for some food. Um his birthright for some food, but then Jacob outright did cheat him out of his blessing. And there was the war that went on for many, many years where a um, Jacob actually had to flee to the land of uh, where he met Laban, his who became his father-in-law. He married two of Laban's daughters, uh, Leah and Rachel, and they were separated for the longest time. They eventually were reconciled, um, Jacob being very afraid, Uh, coming to meet Esau because he heard his brother was coming for him but Esau they embraced and it seemed as if all was well and good that they had kissed and made up but as the Bible tells us over the years and over the generations Esau's people became a great and mighty people they occupied a certain part of the land that was you know named after them that was Edom so in this book of Obadiah What the Lord is telling us that somewhere throughout the generations, they really didn't kiss and make up. There was still strife between the two nations as the Bible had foretold, as God had foretold in the Bible, that they would be at war. They would be at war. It wasn't something that was going to be squashed, I guess, at all because they were at war until this proclamation came when the Lord pronounced judgment. On Edom and in this book of Obadiah from verses 1 to 9 it tells about the quote unquote character of Edom their their, their 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 transgressions so to speak and the Lord sort of outlined it told them that they were proud Accused them of of their pride and how their pride had made them incredibly arrogant They trusted in their strength They trusted in their physical might and the Lord pointed all of this out in the day in the um, beginning part of this book of Obadiah and then from verse 10 to verse 16 it pronounces the judgment it pronounces what was going to happen to Edom, but more importantly, it pointed out why it was going to happen, which is really the focus of this of this message. So I'll read from verse eleven, and I'll speak quickly because of time. In the day that thou stoodest on the other side, this is God talking to Edom, talking to the the people of Esau, the Edomites. In the day that thou stoodest on the other side, in the day. That the strangers carried away captive his forces and foreigners entered into his gates and cats lust upon jerusalem even thou was as one of them but thou shouldest not have looked on the day of thy brother in the day that he became a stranger neither shouldest thou have rejoiced over the children of judah in the day of their destruction neither shouldest thou have spoken proudly in the day of distress. Thou shouldest not have entered into the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Yea, thou shouldest not have looked on their affliction in the day of their calamity, nor have laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. Neither shouldest thou have stood in the crossway, to cut off those of his that did escape neither shouldest thou have delivered up those of his that did remain in the day of distress for the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen as thou hast done it shall be done unto thee thy reward shall return upon thine own head so what the Lord is pointing out because it's not an accusation it is a fact When the people of Israel, the people of Judah were taken into captivity, Edom witnessed the whole thing. But did they come to the aid of their brethren, the people of Israel, the people of Judah? No. What God is telling them is that in that day when this was going on, instead of you rising up and helping your brethren. Instead of you bringing your strong men to aid in their defense, to rescue them from those who were taking them captive and plundering their goods and causing them great distress and calamity, you stood on the sidelines. You cheered. You gloried, you boasted, you rejoiced over their downfall. You rejoiced over their destruction. You had an opportunity because when God points something out to someone saying, you did not do this, what God is saying is, I gave you an opportunity to do it and you didn't do it. The Lord allowed time for Edom to respond. The Lord Allowed a thing to happen to see what Edom would do, to see if Edom would truly have a heart of compassion, a heart of kindness, a heart of love, and maybe even just a heart of justice to rise up and come to the aid of Israel. Edom did not do that. What did they do? They acted as one of the captors. It says in that. Verse 13, thou shouldest not have entered in the gate of thy people in the day of their calamity. Yea, thou shouldest not have looked on their affliction in the day of their calamity, nor have laid hands in their, on their substance in the day of their calamity. 14, neither shouldest thou have stood in the crossway to cut off those that did escape. Neither shouldest thou have delivered up those of his that remain in the day of distress. There were some that actually got away. What did Edom do? They rounded them up and handed them over to the captors. Now, if there's one thing God is, is he is a God of justice. He is a God of protocol. He is a God of loving kindness because as he is long-suffering unto us, he expects us to now be long-suffering unto our brethren. And here was Edom with that same heart of hatred that existed right from the beginning when they were kids. That same heart of defiance, that same heart of disdain for protocol disdain for the things that are right, disdain for I am my brother's keeper, disdain for looking out for the little guy. Edom had the opportunity and the ability to do these things, not even for a stranger, but for his own brother. And Edom did not do that. And that is why the Lord pronounced judgment, not because they allowed it to happen to just anyone, They allowed it to happen to Israel, God's chosen people. But God gave Edom an opportunity to do right and they failed to do it. And that was why God pointed out all the opportunities from verse 11 all the way to verse 15. Every opportunity he gave them to do right and they chose to continue to do wrong and in verse 17 it says but upon mount zion shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness and the house of jacob shall possess their possessions remember it says on the how on the mount of zion there shall be deliverance deliverance for who it says there shall be holiness what does the bible tell us Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn sworn deceitfully. That Mount of Zion is for those who are walking in line with the will of God. He said there shall be holiness on the Mount of Zion. No unclean thing shall come upon there. So here was Edom. Acting in a way that was completely contrary. He who had clean hands and a pure heart, Edom's hands were covered in blood because they allowed the people of Israel to be plundered when they were in a position to do something to stop it, and they did nothing. So when it says, Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance, there shall be deliverance for those who are obedient to God's word. There shall be deliverance for those who are repentant. There there shall be deliverance for those who the Lord will have mercy upon. And God made it evident here that his mercy was being withheld from Edom because of the works of their hands. He who hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, Edom failed in that here. Therefore, on Mount Zion for them was no deliverance. There was deliverance for the house of Jacob. Do you know why? When they went into captivity, who did they turn to call on? They called upon their God. And because God had a covenant with them, he fulfilled their covenant, his covenant with them when they returned to him in repentance. There was no repentance in edom there was no repentance with the edomites but the takeaway message here verse 11 in the day that thou stoodest on the other side in the day that the strangers carried away captive his forces and foreigners entered into his gates and cast lots upon jerusalem even thou was as one of them. When we stand on the sidelines and watch an injustice being meted out and we don't do anything about it, then we are as guilty as those who are perpetrating the injustice. When we stand on the side and watch oppression going down and we are in a position to do something Even if that something is to speak up, even if that something is to speak out on behalf of the oppressed, and we do nothing, then we are just as guilty as the oppressor. That is what God is saying here, and that is what God is saying that Edom did. And because of that, God said, For the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen. As thou hast done, it shall be done unto thee God is a God of justice and in order for us to remain on his mercy side we too must extend mercy unto our brethren either by way of words by way of action even by way of prayer and supplication when we see oppression going on people being physically oppressed or spiritually oppressed we need to stand in the gap, we need to rise up, we need to speak up, we need to come together and come to the aid of our brethren, either by what we say, by what we do, or just lifting them up in prayer so that they might be delivered from their suffering. Because if we do not, if we do nothing, then God said, we are as one of the oppressors And as we do, it will be done unto us. May the Lord deliver us from his hand of equitable justice and cause us to always fall on his side of mercy. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.